0: Morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron, and we kind of left yesterday off with real time.
1: You know, I, in fact, I think the music may have cut us off because we <laughs> were going back to Dan's show. But yesterday, you and I were talking about the strike up in Portland, the teacher strike, mm-hmm. and the. And I find this interesting from the article: the state Democratic leaders uh, gave the administration and the unions money. But then it was up to them, the administration the unions, to figure out how to use the money to meet the demands of the striking Portland teachers. Yeah. But then it also goes on to say <clears> that a news conference on the fourth day of the strike, which was a few, several days ago, hosted by lawmakers and the Association of Teachers, <clears throat> which represents 3,500 striking Jeez. teachers. It's a lot of teachers it, affected by the strike. It is. There was a, a senator, Elizabeth Steiner from Beaverton, said she was, quote, frustrated with district leaders blaming the state for leaving them underfunded to meet teacher demands and keep up with inflation.
0: And I wonder if that's why they don't have, and I wonder if that's due to not having an outline on where the money goes, how it's spent. No, instead you're just throwing money at him and then they're not properly distributing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but it I, falls back, I believe, on, on, on the state because it's like you guys need to have more of a guideline on what that looks like.
1: Yeah. And again, I'm not a politician. I don't want that job. I, I, I appreciate Kevin Mannix and his mm-hmm. common sense leadership. But at some point, you have to go, here's $5 million and here's a plan on how to use that $5 million, as opposed to here's a big pothole in the middle of the road and here's some concrete. Now fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be a plan to fix the problem and it's and again from what we're reading it sounds like there was no plan
0: yeah uh, it looks like there's a lot of money that's going and I think she's frustrated uh, Steiner um, because it looks like she's frustrated with the superintendent actually um, and it said so when superintendent Gr- Oh, Guerrero. God. Guerrero testified for the legislator that we should fund all Oregon K through twelve schools at 10.3 billion, which we did. It felt a little disingenuous to have him come back and say, actually, we can't do this because we didn't you didn't give us enough money. So I think that's where her frustration lies, is that we gave you the exact money we allowed or you asked for, and then it still wasn't enough. Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron, and let's keep going on this school board or sk- Portland school strike.
1: This is quite the—this is a two-and-a-half-page article It that is. you printed off here. There's a lot in here. It looks like in June, the state allocated more than $10.2 million. Billion. 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 There's, a, there's three more zeros. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. $2.2 billion to the state school fund, a record high. Correct. Okay. My first thought is we have a record high amount of money that went in, and yet there wasn't enough money to deal with public, Portland Public School, and so the teachers go on strike. Right. <laughs> Where's the discord in accounting of that money? Right. Um,
0: and then there was an additional from state property taxes that kicked in an additional $100 million.
1: So they, they've got money. Now, this is the entire a, thing. The, this that is, closed this is, a
0: nearly $3 billion budget gap.
1: And this isn't just Portland. This is the whole state. Mm-hmm but still Portland school district is the best school district in the state there's a lot of students i think we read back here that 40,000 students attend the portland public school district yes but there was definitely some money there to deal with it just was it not being accounted for correctly i that's a good question so it looks
0: like they want to raise teachers salaries by 23% over the next 3 years and then reduce class sizes
1: and and as, as, and I'm not a parent anymore. My daughter is now has her kid in that school district. Mm-hmm. My, da- my daughter lives in Portland. But as a parent, I don't want my kid in a class that has 35 or 40 students. No. What kind of teaching is he getting? And my youngest was really smart, and, and he, his grades were horrible because he got bored. Yeah. And when you have that many students, the teacher has to have kind of a common denominator approach to educating so you're teaching at the middle level. But if you're ed- intelligent, you get bored really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two
1: biggest classes are not a good. No. Not and, a good oh, and then
0: for someone that um, like one of my nephews, he it's difficult for him to learn in large sizes like that. And he's somebody that will shut down. Like if he, if he can't understand and the class is too big and he doesn't have the teacher's attention enough, then he just shuts down. And then he doesn't learn that day, which makes the following day hard and so on and so, so on. Well, it's a ripple effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy solution. It's a very complicated issue. Yes. But throwing money at a problem with no expectation of the money is not Mm -hmm. a solution either. Yeah.
0: Like, how do you, so you guys need to build more buildings, it sounds like. Like, I wish we could know what that money was going to. Instead, it's just going to increasing the teacher's salaries. It sounds like a, a large portion of it, which I think is great. Inflation has gone up, and they do need to get paid because what they do is very, very important. But that doesn't fix the classroom size. No. problems it doesn't fix the amount of students you have in a small school it doesn't doesn't so you like you said i would like to see an outline of what that money is going to go to and what it's going to do exactly
1: there's an interesting quote here at the end it's a uh, state representative travis nelson he's a, a democrat from the portland uh, district and he says what's happening right now is not about the long term it's about Taking swift, swift, and immediate action to get our kids back to school. Mm-hmm. We know the resources are there to show Portland, to show Portland teachers, students, and families that they are valued to improve working conditions and to find an agreement.
0: Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron. I almost said on Kicking Cancer Cares.
1: I know. We do have <laughs> our own show on the weekend, so we, we have to be careful what we're talking about. We do. Well, I have a really fun story to bring you from Volcano Stadium. Okay. But I have a really fun announcement, too. Okay. I have been hired to be part of the marketing team. No way. For the Mavericks League.
0: Look at you go. That's exciting.
1: Jerry and Lisa and Mickey Mickey, Mickey's the president of the league. Mm-hmm. Jerry and Lisa own the stadium. Yeah, and the key is there's some dynamics that are changing out there. Yeah, and you got to get butts and seats. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I think I can. Help, they think I can help do that. I, I
0: I believe in you as well.
1: So I'm part of the marketing team now. That's awesome. For the Mavericks League. Okay, congratulations. And I thought, Thank you. <laughs> it it's kind of an exciting thing for me. Yeah. But we started something yesterday. Okay. Do, do you want me to keep our little? Oh, yeah, yeah. Our little our little joke going here. So for anyone that knows baseball, oh, my gosh, man, I just broke my glasses. You this, did. Now it looks really weird. like a half a glasses. <laughs> um, so there's a rookie pitcher, and he's walked his third straight batter. So the manager comes, and he says, son, I think you've had enough. The rookie says, but the next guy coming up, I struck out. And the manager says, yes, but that was still during this inning. <laughs> Mickey might appreciate that one. Yeah.
0: Okay, so is there some news with the Volcano Stadium? There
1: is some really exciting news. For those who have gone out there, the grass is gone. Oh. Now, if you haven't noticed, and especially you as you drive back to Wilsonville, yeah. you look out there, it's all dirt right now. Holy The smacks. grass is gone. Okay. And they have invested $2.5 million Whoa. into AstroTurf. Okay. That's an hefty bill. Hefty bill. I
0: didn't realize turf costs that much.
1: Yep. And for anyone who's been to Boise, this is not the blue turf of Boise. Right. Okay. (laughs) They've also invested quite a bit of money into new LED lights, so there'll be better lighting at night. And, you know, part of my job is not just to get people to watch baseball games. We're going to find ways to bring concerts. Yes. We're going to find ways to have big things, like maybe a a Boy Scout camp out. Right. On this AstroTurf, because now you're not not dealing with grass and water. And and wetness. yeah, Yeah, all of that. So anyone who's not paying attention, there's AstroTurf now. Awesome. All right, back to Dan Bongino.
0: It is Amanda and Barron on KSLM Radio. So we were talking a little bit about the volcano stadiums on the last break and all of the things that they're going to do to update it. Why why so much?
1: Well, as my new position evolves. Right, <laughs> right. You're the guy which, to ask. Um, <clears throat> this is actually a press release, <clears throat> excuse me, that I got from Mickey Walker. And for those that don't know, Mickey is the CEO of the Mavericks League. Salem is not the only town in the United States that has an independent league. hmm most of the time, you're part of a league that has a team in multiple cities, which is what we had before. Now, there are four teams, but the league is all here. Yes. Before, there were 32 games over the course of the season. Now, there's 96 games. Holy smokes. So, there's lots of chances to come enjoy baseball. Absolutely. And so the reason they're doing this is continuing their efforts to update and improve Volcano Stadium, the Walker family who built the stadium in 1997. Wow. Wow. And still own the facility. This is a locally owned facility. It is, through and through. Yep. Announced plans to install a new LED stadium filled lighting. The change will result in an estimated 66.5% energy usage savings. Okay, that's a big deal. The project received approval from the Oregon Energy Trust. Oh,
0: awesome.
1: Um, It's part of the Eco Green Solutions. It's won a bid to award this project. So the, so the Walkers are taking a stadium they built in the late 90s mm-hmm. and, and updating it to more current conditions. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, Mickey Walker said, the future of the Volcano Stadium is now. We are doing what we can to make the facility as nice as possible, maximizing year-round use, which is why they're putting the AstroTurf field in. Mm-hmm. Making it more affordable by lessening the cost of the field's lighting for various usages. So by having more cost-effective lights, there's less um, expenses that the, that the team has to pay out, which means that they can make it more affordable to come watch a game.
0: Right, yeah, right? yeah. Uh,
1: another win-win project. This SLG Sports Light out of Houston, Texas will be providing the fixtures. Okay. 94 Pro Series Lights which are 850 watts. Oh,
0: my gosh. Incredibly bright. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, So, anyway, there's a lot going on. The LED lights will be replacing the original. Original still, huh? From 1997. Well,
0: what's great about that is it sounds like they won't have to do another update for many, 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 many years. Many
1: years. Yeah, in fact, when I was talking to Jerry and Lisa about the AstroTurf, Mm -hmm. the AstroTurf has about a 15-year warranty. Okay, yeah. And so, really, they're investing in Mickey's future. Absolutely. Mickey's 25 or 26, whereas Jerry and Lisa want to go enjoy their grandkids.
0: Right. Well, and I think what's cool about this is it it makes it more enjoyable for the people that are coming to watch the baseball games also. When you have a beautiful turf, it just stands out. It's incredible. Um, Our turf at our high school, Wilsonville High School, it is awful, and we all know it. It is at the end of its life, and we are getting a new one next year, and we are all so excited. And so, things like that really do make a wow factor factor and they're really important
1: and part of my job is that your wow factor is when you come to the games they're they're the the stadium i'm your wow
0: amen to that you guys have a blessed weekend bye dan